Hey, Hoff, why don't you start the thingy-thing thing? Hey, pal, thanks. Welcome to Obscure Chatter, the holiday episode, woo! Or, I was trying to think of a a holiday equivalent of woo. Horton hears a hoo! No, that's just susical, but not musical or holiday. Wow. It really is just the Grinch. Sorry, I have nothing Grinch-themed. I have nothing really, like, fully formulaic with any of my episodes, if you can't tell. So this is our holiday episode, and I really uh, was listening to last year's holiday episode, and oh my gosh, you guys still amaze me with how many uh, entries uh, we got and how many answers to the big holiday questionnaire. I didn't do anything like this uh, like I did last year, just because, honestly, it was all about being low-key. For those of you who are new to the show, I'm watching something right now. You don't know what I'm watching, but I do, and it is very, very holiday-themed. As a matter of fact, on Twitter, Obscure Chatter and myself also asked top five uh, Christmas movies to watch, and this was on many people's lists. But not mine. I haven't seen this movie, which we may or may not get all the way through. It depends how we're all feeling, because it's the holidays again. But yeah, I'm watching this, and I'm talking over it, and I can hear just a little bit of it, and Hoff is outside my double-walled whisper room, and I'm just chatting and chilling. But like I said, um... You know, uh, in the last episode, I've gone through a lot of stuff this year. So I was like, oh, you know, like maybe we'll get like fan participation like we did for um, just other holiday episodes that we've done. Like there was a Halloween one last year where like I ate, Stephen and I ate so much candy. And candy is fun. Like an overabundance of candy is fun as a kid. It is a whole different ball game as an adult. Let me tell you, uh, it's not so much fun as like a, oh, <laughs> uh, fuck, I'm old. So I don't know. It, it was really cool to hear from everybody uh, with their lists. I can't think immediately of the top five that I referenced, um, but obviously Scrooged was one of them. Um, I haven't watched that yet. I try to wait a little bit closer to Christmas for that to happen or whatever you celebrate. Um, I I love all the holidays, and I hope that whatever you're celebrating or not celebrating, that you're just taking care of yourself, taking it easy. It's the end of the year. Um, talking to other, uh, you know, um, former co-workers that are still at the place that I, I quit, and, like, just being grateful that I am no longer dealing with people that are very Scrooge-like, in the way they're handling the holidays. Uh, I'm not a big Christmas person, never have been. Um, I think, okay, I, maybe maybe never have been is, is a stretch. I'm thinking about it, and obviously Christmas was a, a huge deal as a kid, wasn't it? Uh, it's It was, you know, I'm 38, so it was a while ago. But I... I, I do remember there was that whole thing where I really thought, like, there was magic to Christmas. Um, 
Uh, we, as a family, if we were all together, we would drive to the... I lived in a lot of uh, trailers, apartments, uh, a lot of apartments, and a lot of trailers, and not, like, fancy trailers. Like, trailers have gotten fucking fancy these, like, past couple decades. The ones that I lived in, it's like, um, you know, it was, it, it did what a home is supposed to do. It gave you walls. And uh, occasionally a possum might terrify you in the shower. Like, that's that's the kind of trailers we would stay in. Or, uh, but, you know, so I, I didn't understand, like, the thing about chimneys, I think, until one of the first Christmases after my parents divorced where I actually stayed at my dad's, um, my dad's dad. Uh, we, I think he's still alive. We do not talk because I am too not white for him. Uh, fun. Isn't that fun? Um, a little racism thrown in there for this holiday episode. Ha ha! But, uh, uh, he had a chimney. And I'm like, oh my gosh, because I've always wondered, uh, you know, when the parents kind of do this whole, like, hey. Uh, so yeah, he comes down the chimney. I'm like, we don't have a chimney. We (laughs) lived in all these apartments and condos and all these things. Uh, We've never had a fireplace. So I'm like, oh, so how does Santa get in? I asked all these questions and it was just like, oh, look over there. But um, the the one year that we did have a chimney, I was like, oh, cool. But by that point, I didn't believe in Santa Claus anymore. Um, I, yeah, um, I forget what it was, but like it was like my third or fourth grade year. Uh, I might have told this story in a, a previous Christmas episode, but hey, here we are. Here you are. listening to me. And <laughs> where uh, I remember before Christmas break at school, like writing a whole like little paper on just being like, okay, if Santa didn't exist, why does the weatherman do a whole Santa sighting every year, you dumb fucks? I mean, <laughs> at like eight or nine uh, I don't want to give too much about my traumatic childhood, but I probably did cuss like that at that point. Um, but uh, it was also the same year that I found out Santa didn't exist because we stayed at my dad's mother's place. Again, uh, she did not like me for Mexican reasons, uh, but she dealt with me when my parents were still together. Um I really thought she liked me until I got older and replayed some memories in my head. But she didn't do a tree, even though she, like, stressed to my dad, like, I want y'all to come over here for Christmas. Uh, And it was, like, a tiny little tree on her giant television that I can only recall Ray Stevens playing on, like, on repeat. Like, three Ray Stevens VHS that she just interchanged out. Um, I was like, well where do you put your Christmas trees under? And we literally put them around her television. Uh, but yeah, no, like that was how it ended up being. But I thought Santa existed. My brother and I shared a giant bed in one of the guest rooms and I got up to get some water and I heard some moving around. And so I peeked and it was my dad, my mom, and 
uh, my grandma putting presents under the tree. And I, I like, went back to bed. I almost woke up my brother because I was crying because I realized Santa wasn't the one putting those things up. I didn't tell anybody the next day, um, but it was obvious I'd been crying. I I don't remember when I, I let up, like, hey, I saw you. Or if I ever did. I really can't recall immediately. But um, isn't that a thing? Like, parents out there, I want to know how you're handling this. Please. Shoot me a response on whatever social media you would like. Because obviously, it's an interesting time. I have loved microblogging on Twitter since June of 2011. It's changed a lot since then. I recently just became part of the beta run of post. If you are on post, you can follow me. I'm I'm really going to rely more on Instagram than anything else. I'm on TikTok, but I post a lot of examples of my work on TikTok. I don't know what else I'm doing with that right now. And then we got Mastodon, which I don't know. We got Hive, which everyone tells me to be patient about, but there's a lot of stuff that's problematic with Hive. And then I, I don't know what else right now. Like, there's Discord, there's Raven, which is a joke I'm recycling from the last time <laughs> I was doing an episode. But yeah, uh, I had asked a friend of mine who has been on the show before, Donald, and he gave me a response. And I think it was like very much like, I think we're going to play with it. And then, you know, as she gets older, we just kind of like feel out how we're going to do it. I honestly, when Stephen and I were very much planning to be parents, we were hardcore terrified about what we would do when it got to the, the subject of of Santa. Because what do you do? And just at one point, do you be like, all right, so obviously I've been lying to you. I don't know. Um, I tried Operation, we tried to do Operation Santa last year. We tried it again this year. Literally, we keep, like, we start, like, planning. Like, we're like, yes, okay, we want to hit that letter. We want to accept this family. Ooh, punched the microphone. All engineers love that. Uh, and they're gone. They're gone so quickly to where the only people left are just sus letters where I'm like, this kid's got really great penmanship. And it's not like, a, oh, you know, like, Billy's mom is writing this letter. It's like, and they want cash. Like, all right, well, I'm not doing that. I, you know, even a PS5, like, hey, I want a PS5. Uh, I would love to get you guys some toys. Or what's, I'm trying to think of, like, big stuff that I wanted as a kid. I didn't really, I can't really recall truly asking. Um, I just rem- I remember, honestly, more traditions than presents. I mean, there are some great presents. I believe I've talked about last uh, last year's episode. A big one that stands out is this giant pink moose that my dad got me because he know he knew that my mother would have to basically find some way to like <laughs> like punch this pink giant pink moose that was like the size of me when I was like thirteen. Um, I'm five ten. And I was a pretty tall kid growing up, so it, it was, I mean, my mom's little Mazda MX-6 was, wasn't great for kids, almost like uh, she shouldn't have gotten that if she had kids, uh, but picking me up from the airport, like, I got, like, a, a three-disc changer stereo system, my brother got all these, like, rat-ass toys, 
Uh, and this giant pink moose that my mother, like, almost tried to convince me to, like, leave at the airport. It was so huge. It eventually stayed up front with me, uh, but it wasn't comfortable. <laughs> but, um, like, traditions. Traditions are obviously a big deal. But one thing that I remember is some, somebody pointed out, like, is this just a, a like, from my family, I didn't really hang out with my dad's side of the family all that much growing up, especially after the divorce. Um, I hung out with my mother's side of the family more, and that is just very heavily Mexican. And so we tended to really do it up Christmas Eve and kind of just chill on Christmas Day. Uh, you know, still little things here and there, but nothing huge where, like, you open it up at least one gift. You really, like, do it out. You're also getting together. You're finishing tamales. You're uh, you're watching Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase and maybe Scrooge and <laughs> realizing all the jokes that flew over your head uh, as a kid. Um, but all these things. But Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve was also my grandmother's birthday. So I do recall... <laughs> I do recall this one instant where I'm one, my mom is one out of five kids. And, well, five fully blooded siblings, I think. Oh, maybe TMI, but like she found out she had all these half brothers and sisters later in life, and that was like a whole thing. Uh, but hey, <laughs> we can talk about that. Never. Um, but uh, that out of those five grand uh you know those five kids uh i was one out of like 10 or 12 uh grandkids and i was the second oldest by like a month like my cousin monique's like a month younger than me um but there was this uh christmas where my grandmother was getting a knee replacement surgery so for her birthday she was in the hospital and i seemed to always i was a very anxious very overly analytical, very always constantly worried child. Babysitters constantly talked about how I was like always just really easy and chill. And when, you know, you go to therapy and you're like, you're a people pleaser and here's why. Ha ha. But uh, let's focus on the cool stuff here. Um, there was a point where my uncle brought all these presents for um, uh, all the all the grandkids. And he did that thing where he's like, oh, here's something for Charlie. Here's something for Leslie. Here's something for Allison and blah, 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 blah. And then he he basically, I don't know why he chose me. It felt like, you know, this could be just memory not being super reliable. But I fully feel as though you always have that one uncle or aunt that decides that you are going to be the one that's kind of the scapegoat or kind of like the the butt of the joke. And this one really sucked because I just I didn't care for it, uh, where he handed out presents to everybody and then got to me and then turned the bag that he had over and it was empty. And he went, oh, no, I guess Santa forgot about you or something. And I like, I almost cried. Um, I was like, oh, just kidding. And it was a Barbie. And I, at the time, was obsessed with Barbie. Um, so I saw the, the pink box and got really excited until I realized it wasn't Barbie. It was Barbie's friend, Teresa, who is, I think, Barbie's Hispanic friend. And my mom's name is Teresa. I 
I don't hide my emotions very well. I think this is why I don't really like one of the many reasons I don't like surprise parties or anything like that. I never give the reaction people want. And then that makes me feel as though I've failed them. But that's a whole other thing. Um, but they, you know, I think the family was really excited because, you know, it was still representing my culture, but still also playing to my love of Barbies. I hated her. I hated her so much until I later got uh, some scissors, shaved off Teresa's hair, and then put this silver skirt around her head and made that her hair. And then she was cool. It kind of made her like a share type of thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, trying to think of other things. I just, I don't know. Um, I'm a, I really do. Like, Stephen was grocery shopping earlier today. He's like, oh, oh, my God, I saw this woman, and I just didn't have cash, but she was selling tamales. I'm like, oh, was she a tiny Hispanic woman that, you know, just, like, really knew her shit and was really confident? He's like, oh, my God, she was selling the shit out of those tamales. I'm like, oh, fuck, I bet those tamales were so good. Um, but uh, she was only taking cash, and he didn't have cash. Like, God damn it. And he's like, by the time I I got out of the grocery store, she was gone. I'm like, you know why? Because she sold out quick. Damn it. Um, I I just, I love tamales so much. I've made them, I think, once since childhood. And that was in a cooking class that me and all the other Hispanic people in the class kept arguing with the chef because we just hated the way that she was doing them. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, no, I'm... <laughs> I'm not listening to this woman anymore. And then we like all went rogue. Uh, <laughs> uh, just, I'm like, I've made better tamales than this. So I miss tamales, but it is a giant effort. Uh, maybe next year I'll actually have the time to do it. Like, uh, I also miss empanadas. I miss a lot of like food that I grew up around. And I don't know about y'all, but it's really trying to get out of the habit of just doing Thanksgiving food again. Uh, I know, first world problems. Like, oh my God, this food is like just like the food we had last month. Well, it's a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I just, I didn't get that we were kind of doing Thanksgiving part two until uh, a couple of years ago where like we, I, I used to make a lot more different food and eat a lot more different food, but that's just growing up and not hanging out with your family anymore. Uh, and um, Stephen and I started cooking, and we were just like, well, we did this again. But it was uh, – I was the the lucky gal who got to voice the English uh, version of Moriko Morioka in uh, Recovery of an MMO Junkie. And uh, humble brag, humble brag. But um, I didn't – I remember there's this – the first episode, it's toward – Toward the, it's in the second half of the first episode, which is available on Crunchyroll and on Blu-ray. I do not care residuals. This is just me saying, watch this beautiful show. Uh, <laughs> but um, there's this whole thing where it's Christmas Eve, and Christmas Eve was a little bit more. Uh, there's a point where Moriko is walking around her, you know, local convenience store, which is where I think she does all of her shopping, like even makeup, blah, 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 like everything, uh, web money, all that. 
And uh, she's just seeing all these couples everywhere. And there's a line, it's like stupid couples everywhere just because it's Christmas frickin' Eve. So, like, I think Christmas Eve is a, a big deal for couples in Japan. That is just an assumption. Do not quote me on that, except to also quote this part where I say don't quote me. Uh, <laughs> but um, there's a point where she's in line and she's like, fuck it. You know, her stomach's rumbling. And she sees this fried chicken, like, near the register. And uh, it was wrapped all beautifully, too. Like, it's a little foil, little ribbon. And I think it was Clifford Chapin that expl- – uh, Clifford Chapin and Natalie Hoover, who has been on the show before and I think is wonderful. I <laughs> uh, She explained that fried chicken is kind of a big deal around Christmas time in Japan, whether or not that is accurate. Um, I just – that made sense to me in a weird way. So uh, it was the Christmas of uh, 2017 that Stephen and I started doing fried chicken. And uh, we've kept that tradition up. I, I'm really excited because uh, we actually try not to eat fried foods all that much unless we're sad. Then we say sadness, you know, battles the uh, the friedness of stuff, which you just tell that to your doctor and they're like, oh, yeah, right. That science. Totally. Um, and just kind of do like a southern thing. Like, well, we'll do like mashed potatoes and some greens and biscuits, all that. And we're going to do that. One thing that we stopped doing toward the the end of my mother-in-law's uh, life, uh, we stopped getting uh these cookies that her and uh, that judy and ed always made they were these molasses cookies i had never had them before um cookies growing up my favorite holiday cookie um i think about those tins but again there's that trope where most of us when we see like a butter cookie tin we're like there's sewing supplies in there um we we had those and they were fine, but the big thing for me is uh, basically a Mexican shortbread cookie, the Ojarascas, which as a kid, I didn't <laughs> I didn't know that the O was part of it. So I totally dropped that and had been calling them Jarascas since forever. Uh, but it's Ojarascas. They're beautiful, delicious. I love them. I could eat them all day, get very, very sick, but it'd be worth it because it's just brown sugar, sugar and shortbread. It's so good. I had Steven actually take them to uh, a random job that he had for like all of five seconds. And they're like, I don't know. It's like a Mexican wedding cookie. I'm like, it's a... (laughs) No, those are different. Just powdered sugar instead. But um, I... uh, Those are the cookies that I'm used to getting. I love them. If you go to a really good sit-down like taqueria or something like that, Look for ojarascas or ask about them. Like there's empanadas, which dessert empanadas, meat empanadas, blah, 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 blah. I am all about the ojarascas. But um, again, Judy and Ed would bring over these molasses cookies. And they were good, but Ed can't really do sugar. So you could always taste uh, the replacement for sugar in his cookies, which was uh, Splenda. And I cannot hang with Splenda, you guys. I'd rather do something bland as shit than do Splenda. My my taste buds are just not down at all. And so uh, we realized this year that 
Ed's not really a big presence person. Uh, he really just wants uh, – and that's the thing I, I've noticed with a lot of older relatives is they don't want gifts. They want your time and they want just to be around you. I don't think that's asking too much if they aren't horrible people. Um, and if they are, then, uh, you know, time is precious. Don't hang out with shitty people, blood-related or not. Boom. Uh, <laughs> where was I going? But um, we were thinking about it. And, you know, uh, Christmas or uh, Thanksgiving was um, a nice little hang with Ed. We got to meet, you know, a lot of people that love Ed at the Assisted Living Center um, and including, you know, his new best friend. And, yeah, uh, it it was a, a lot of fun, but kind of like asking about Christmas. And we're, we're just going to go over there again uh, so Ed doesn't have to travel. And uh, he loved showing us around. It was really cool. He's really lively there. Uh, but, um, yeah, I just, I enjoyed it. And uh, Stephen did, and Ed clearly did, too. Uh, it was, real, again, a really cool experience. But um, we're thinking, like, you know, Ed does everything there. They even do church service there. Uh and like church service, a little yoga, a little working out. They have a library. They have a little game center for like puzzles. They have a little like country store that each person like there takes a turn, like run in the little country store for a little like odds and ends where you can get shampoo and all that stuff um, without having to go out. And uh, a lot of these people can't drive anymore. Um, which Ed can still drive, but we're getting to that point where we're like, let's keep Ed off the road. Let's protect both Ed and other people on the road. Uh, but just thinking, Ed has never been like a big like gift person. So we were thinking about making the molasses cookies. We did a, a test round and it was really good. Uh, it was kind of cool to kind of get that little flashback. And for Stephen, obviously, the molasses cookies are a much bigger deal to his uh, family because they, they've been in his family a lot longer. They've been in mine. I, I married into the molasses cookie. I don't mean to brag, but yeah. Uh, other foods. I'm trying to think of other foods. Oh, hot toddies, which... It is currently like 12 here, so hot toddies should happen. You can do them with alcohol, without, but they are yum, yum, yum. Hot toddies. <sighs> Trying to think of what else. Uh, yeah, like, oh, we bought um, Stephen, like, his first real Christmas tree. Now, I know at Lowe's, they do, like, the Charlie Brown Christmas tree setup, which is actually pretty big, um considering and I really thought like it was going to be true to the Charlie Brown way or it was going to be really rinky dink but I'm like this is still a really nice tree but Stevens apparently never had a real tree before so we kept looking at all these places and kind of wondering like is this gonna be okay with Willow I know some dogs like are jerks about trees <laughs> and I don't know my my dog can be kind of a jerk sometimes so uh but really, like, because uh, we just thought of it spur of the moment, I really wanted Stephen to experience having a real tree. But we got a very tiny tree that we have not decorated yet, I'm realizing right now, uh, with so little time left. Uh, I remember I used to do the popcorn thing, but Willow eats popcorn, she eats apples, she eats carrots, she eats all the foods that I like, and none of the foods Stephen likes. <laughs> 
weeks. So trying to think about decorations. And it was that thing where, uh, for us, we didn't buy a lot of decorations growing up. Um, But a big thing that happened, uh, my mom always decorated her tree, fake and real trees, um, with decorations that my brother and I made throughout school. And uh, when there was a big fire that actually took her house, like there was a crack in the fireplace and the fire had been on and the fire just traveled through the walls from that crack. And basically, if my brother hadn't woken up, like him, my mom, uh, his son and his fiance, they would have been gone. Uh, but uh, one thing when the fire department, you know, was dousing the fire, it it destroyed a lot of stuff the flames never touched. That's just the way it is to get everything out. Um, A lot of stuff gets water damaged and just other chemicals that they throw in shit. And one of the big things that got destroyed were uh, our Christmas decorations as kids. And those are things you just, I mean, you can't buy those back. Um, I remember uh, kind of not really thinking about it. Until, like, we saw, you know, little bits and pieces. This is way ago because, as I've noted before, my, my, I'm estranged from pretty much everyone in my family except for the occasional text of, like, a holiday or some kind of, yeah, like, birthday thing or uh, something's really, really insanely dire. Uh, outside of that, um, I don't talk to anybody. <sighs> but, um... And that's neither here nor there. But I I do recall like this like whoa you don't you don't think about that as uh, a kid that this thing that you know just became like a project for the day is going to hold so much emotional uh, oh my gosh what's the word like just it's an it's an investment motion emotionally for not really you but for your parents it's something for your parents to hold on to and. My mom did hold on to, like, everything. Uh, so, yeah, the fire took that. And I'm sorry about that. That that really, really sucks. But I <laughs> I can't I, – I, I, I just can't fathom, like, what do you do? Because like, you just can't get that back. So hopefully you have to uh, just kind of recall, like, what it felt like to – I remember, I mean, they had us make the weirdest things for holidays. Like, you guys are probably thinking about some insane stuff. But I will tell you, just, you never know. Uh, Keep your decorations in a safe place that maybe is fire and or water safe. (laughs) You don't, you know, you never know. Memories uh, are tied to a lot of tangible things and you never know what's going to happen. So if you really care about stuff, get stuff in protective things but you never know so just do your best ho 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 no 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 yeah no like also talking about um just uh other halloween or not halloween uh holiday things that where we hold like precious memories and steven and i have kind of always been very chill about christmas and gift giving um I'm not a big present person, and I know that shocks literally anybody that was at the container store a couple of years ago that saw me totally walk away with a $15 
container store gift card because I wrapped the breast. The breast? I wrapped the breast. I wrapped the best ribbon during a ribbon demonstration. That's right. I don't want to brag, but um, I took home the gold. The gold, again, being a $15 gift card at the container store that you had to spend within like a week of getting it. But um, I know that shocks everybody, but I don't really like wrapping presents. I'm not even a big like throw it in a bag, nothing. I I just not. But uh, so what ends up happening, we say we're not going to do the, hey, here is this, here is that. And we usually throw it out the window the second one present arrives uh, as a couple uh, I think before we even got married, we started combining stuff like bank accounts and blah, 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 which um, I, I didn't realize was so random for certain friends. I've got friends that have been together longer than Stephen and I. They're like, whoa, you guys have the same bank account? I'm like, God damn, guys. <laughs> but uh, it just protects us. But uh, sometimes it's, uh, well, we're both signed into, you know. The same account on this website, uh, I need you to sign out and not sign back in because I want to buy your present. Uh, and that, yeah, the funniest one was uh, where our presents for each other arrived at the same time and neither of us wanted to wrap them. So we basically each closed each other, like, we didn't close each other's eyes. <laughs> Um, we each closed our eyes and then handed each other, like, you know, like put each gift in each other's hands. And so when we opened our eyes, I got him a watch and he got me a watch and we did this whole, <laughs> it was so cute, but also blah, so cute. Um, and, uh, I, I got him just one that's really good for hunting because, you know, uh, it helps keep track of his steps and, gets weather alerts, all this other stuff. I'm totally underselling it. And he got me a smartwatch that helps me keep up with freaking everything. Um, and then I lost it for two years. <laughs> I just found it again like a couple months ago. Woo! But uh, yeah, like that was a cute one. But aside from that, like we, I did take him to San Angelo with me one year. And it was very much like, uh, this is a very different experience as an adult. San Angelo is where most of my family in the States lives. Um, and uh, this is a while ago uh, where I was kind of like, ah, you know, I know I'm a black sheep, but let's give this a shot. And it didn't go well. But we did do this one thing uh, where it's the, like, in the center near the center of town in San Angelo, where you just keep uh, your car at, a, like, less than five miles an hour, and you drive through a light show. That was fun. Um, I haven't done that in years. I don't know if, uh, like, there are a bunch of different light shows or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I'm just so antisocial now. I, these past couple of years with COVID, I've noticed that it's just so easy to justify staying in constantly. Even when it's like, no, you don't even have to leave your car. You don't have to interact with people. But I just, I don't know. Uh, it <laughs> it does not work out very well most of the time. I know this. You know this. Uh, we're all living in the same weird world. But I hope that you're having a good holiday season. If you have kids, I need to see cute Christmas outfits and cute Christmas decorations that 
may or may not have been the teachers definitely phoning it in until uh, they go on Christmas break. I I want to see it all. So whatever you follow me on, tag me and shit. I want to see. And if you have fur babies, I am including that too. I don't think fur babies go to school, but I, I want to see cute things. I've currently got my dog Willow in her uh, Santa Jaws sweater, which is a shark in a Santa hat with a beard. It makes no fucking sense whatsoever, but Santa Jaws. <laughs> and uh, thanks for kind of sharing um, movies that you guys enjoy during Christmas. One of them that I hadn't seen in years that just popped up on my HBO Max was Prancer. I had not seen Prancer in years. And uh, that girl's still annoying. But uh, it's uh, it, it it's a nostalgia bomb. I don't know how well it holds up for someone that's never seen it before. Oh, let's see. Another Christmas movie. So I have Steven, too. Uh, there's Gremlins, which my um, daughter from another otter. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Grace, um, who Steven and I have met at various conventions. We follow each other on all the social media. But Grace actually asked Steven if Gremlins was a Christmas movie. And that shocked me. But it, she hadn't seen it in a while. Um, but yes, if you haven't seen Gremlins 1984, it's about William Peltzer just traveling all over the world as a traveling salesman or inventor. Um, but definitely like salesman vibes that just goes to this shop in a Chinatown-esque thing. But I don't think they're very specific on like where this is, but maybe they are. I don't know. Um, it's he's looking for uh, he's trying to sell this shop owner, you know, his uh, his invention, which is like the get. Oh, my God. What is it, Stephen? It's like like the get up and go buddy or something. <laughs> the bathroom buddy. Yes, I think you're right. Uh, but uh, there is this point where, you know, he's talking to the shop owner and he has a little like. And. uh that's when he learns of the Mogwai, which in Cantonese and Mandarin, I forget, uh, like it's variations of the word demon. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's like, I got to have one for my kid. And the guy's like, Mogwai is not for sale, bro. Uh, to which he's like, I'll give you $200. And so what does the shop owner's grandson do? He meets William Peltzer in the back alley, takes the $200 and says, you got to follow these three rules. Um, no bright light, don't get the mogwai wet, and don't feed it after midnight. To which I've always argued that mogwai must fucking stink. And midnight according to what time zone? Which I think they definitely razzed in Gremlins 2. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, Billy, uh, is it William Pelter? Maybe it's not William Pelter, but the inventor's son, uh, Billy, um, Get you know, names the Mogwai Gizmo, and guess what? He breaks the rules like immediately, and chaos ensues. Uh, it's a great movie. Some of the dialogue has not stood the test of time. I would say, as in, like, even in 84, you're like, Oh, <laughs> Mr. Futterman's really racist. Okay, uh, all right, but. Yeah, no, it's an 80s bomb. Phoebe Cates is in it. 
Judge Reinhold, a uh, few people. And yeah, no, I, I fell in love with Zach Galligan because of Gremlins, but he's also in one of my favorite kind of cult classic horror films. Horror, I guess, maybe horror light, uh, the waxwork and a waxwork to Lost in Time, where in the second one, it goes full goofball. And, but it's really, really good. You should watch it. But um, yeah, no, Gremlins, 1984. Watch it. Love it. Uh, another one is, uh, if you've watched any Halloween episode with me, I am obsessed with Trick or Treat. It's a 2007 movie with, uh, that is, um, oh my God, anthological. Uh, and it's got, you know, Anna Paquin, Anna Paquin with brunette hair, especially like she's, she's beautiful no matter what, but her with brown hair is, um, a lot of great working actors, but Michael Doherty, um, uh, you know, it didn't really do that well. Michael Doherty directed and wrote it and, uh, it didn't do that well. I didn't really hear of it until my friend Tatum, who used to do host that anime show with me, uh, he's the one that suggested we watch it. And I think we watched it on a Halloween uh, um, forever ago when he was still living uh, closer to me. But uh, I loved it immediately. And uh, so Michael Doherty also did a Christmas movie called Krampus in 27, no, 2015. And um, it's about... A kid that is just going through it. And then I think a lot of us can relate to this kid because he's just had a shitty go of things. The beginning scene is just him being in a fucking fight, like, near, uh, I think, Santa's line, like, meeting Santa. Uh, but the boy's parents are played by Tony Collette and Adam Scott. And the boy basically unknowingly summons Krampus and all of Krampus's cadre. Um, to his house, um, and, uh, while him and his extended family are together. And it is really haunting. Uh, like, it plays with humor. Like, there is a, a gingerbread man attack at some point with a pointed candy cane. Um, but then there's some really, like creeptastic stuff. There's also some animation within it when it does this backstory of this boy. Ooh, hello, professional with her phone on and everything. Jesus, Terry. Uh, but there's a point where um, this boy's grandmother actually tells the story of how uh, she was like the sole survivor of this uh uh, this time that Krampus killed basically everybody in her town except for her. It's because she unknowingly summoned Krampus then. It's it's really spoopy. So if you like horror with your holiday, you should watch that as well as Gremlins. Not all of my stuff is horror, just most of it. I also think about this, like, one of the first Tales from the Crypt episodes, which is... Oh, my God. It's like Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, but it's about this woman that murders her husband. And it's also at the same time of this escaped mental patient that is dressed like Santa being around. So as she's trying to get rid of her husband's body on Christmas Eve, uh, Crazy Santa, who's played by, oh, my God, I don't know this actor. He was in Dark Man. He was in Dr. Giggles and another great episode of Tales from the Crypt about a werewolf. Um, but uh, 
I I love this. I love that episode, and it's uh, by Ro- I think Robert Zemeckis directed it. This one tells from the crypt was going to be huge before they kind of like threw it to the side, and those last couple of seasons like struggled along, going, "Hey, remember?" Um, but it uh, that's a really good one too. I'm not really into like the Black Christmas stuff. I don't really like torture porny stuff. Um, I've never watched the. I, I don't know. I don't uh, so it's here or there. I don't know for a goof uh, for holiday stuff. I know that for some people it's a big big turn off to go the horror route. But uh or um what's a big one that everybody's always like, "Oh yeah, like there's Die Hard." But how about something even cooler than Die Hard? Yeah, I said it. How about um oh my gosh, I'm trying to think. Long th- it's either a Long Kiss Goodnight or The Long Kiss Goodnight. But it's 1996, directed by Rennie Harlan, who directed one of my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street films, The Dream Master, which is part four. Um, it, it was like his first big like thing directing in the States. But uh, then Rennie immediately, I think he directed Die Hard 2. He directed it like a Seagal movie or two. And he's directed a buttload of shit since then, but the big thing, aside from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, is The Long Kiss Goodnight uh, with Gina Davis, and that movie is still one of my favorites. Like, if you're like, hey, you have to pick Die Hard or The Long Kiss Goodnight, like, Long Kiss Goodnight. I used to be obsessed, and probably still am a little too obsessed with Gina Davis, and she played against her type. Uh, I think this is before Cutthroat Island crashed and burned, or maybe before. I don't know. Uh, But um, it's fantastic. Uh, I thought the character that she plays, she plays this spy that has no memory until she's doing like, you know, just waving her hand, pretending to be Mrs. Claus during a town parade. And uh, an inmate at a prison miles away sees her on the television is like, oh my God, that's Charlie Baltimore. Charlie Baltimore is a giant spy that he thought he killed. So she starts getting her memories back. And uh, she basically has been living uh, with no memory and slowly getting the memories back. She also has a kid. It's really, really cool. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson is also in it. He's fantastic. But yeah, I was trying to think of this other movie, and I guess I didn't really consider it a holiday movie. But um, there's the last ho- or last holiday with Queen Latifah, which it's a little uh, like it's a little more like lighthearted. But I'm saying that where she plays this character named Georgia, who's just working at this department store in the cookware department, and uh, through and like her hitting her head, she finds out after this um, cat scan that. She's got this inoperable tumor that even if they could operate on it, uh, her insurance doesn't cover it. So she's told she has like six weeks to live. So what she does is she cashes out fucking everything. She quits and she goes to this beautiful hotel she's always wanted to go to and she does everything. She goes base jumping. She like goes into a shop and says, make me fucking international. She takes a helicopter to the fucking hotel. She buys like a first class seat, um, you know, just in baller fashion. And uh, it it's I didn't I don't know why, like thinking about it now, I didn't think of it as a holiday movie, but it totally is. So if you at all like Queen Latifah, which is a big win, 
uh, for a while there, I it was to the point where it's like, oh, Queen Latifah's in it? I'm going to see it. Uh, and then, you know, she did a movie with Jimmy Fallon, and I found out uh, Queen Latifah cannot fully sell a movie <laughs> if Jimmy Fallon is playing opposite her. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I... I love that movie. Love it so much. Um, also, there's a, it's, I, I wouldn't really say it's a rom-com, but LL Cool J is her love interest in that. Um, Timothy Hutton, uh, Alicia, somebody who's like the lead in like urban legends and stuff. Um, it's great. And it's a little more lighthearted. I, I just love this where like, you know, she's trying to lose all of her money and she's actually having like the best luck of her entire life. Uh, but yeah, it's, Real, it's a really sweet little movie if you're into that. Obviously, another one. I used to be very, very, uh, like I'm not gonna say I like Tim Burton movies. I do think Tim Burton's overrated, and I do think he doesn't often speak to the other people that have helped him in his successes or just in his overall aesthetic. Um, but. And he could definitely use people of color more, but that's a whole other thing. I mean, but at the other end of it, like, I, I love Batman Returns. I've got a Catwoman tattoo for crying out loud. Uh, look it up on Instagram. I don't want to explain a tattoo through a podcast right now. But, uh, yeah, it's his Tim. it's his Batman, which, you know, some people love, some people hate. I Really love the Michael Keaton Batman specifically because it's Michael Keaton. He's amazing. Uh, sometimes it's hard to watch with Steven because he really doesn't like Danny DeVito's penguin design, which I get, but it makes sense for the Burton world. But it's all about Selena Kyle for me. Like, mm-mm-mm-mm. And total gripe moment. Steven and I talked about, Steve Yurko and I talked about this, but we found out that the the Batman project that Michael Keaton was supposed to be returning for was going to be him as Bruce Wayne in a Batman Beyond movie. And I still haven't fully processed <laughs> the wasted potential of that not coming to fruition. So it's fine. I'm fine. You're fine. We're all fine. <sighs> but... Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, television. I've been trying to watch, like, other, like, Christmas television things. And nothing's really come up. Uh, uh, you know, for, for a while there, I would always do, like, a, a Buffy or a Supernatural or even Big Bang Theory, which was another thing that I didn't want to like as much as I did, mostly for the laugh track. It's the same thing with IT Crowd. I love the IT Crowd. I'm obsessed with it. But that laugh track is really distracting. It truly, truly is. Uh, but or I guess Big Bang Theory did have a live audience, but whatever. I don't know. Uh, the, the only other one that really immediately comes to mind, and I wouldn't say that um, all of these were on my top five, but those are the ones that are coming to mind. Another one is Christmas Vacation, which I was recording uh, uh, Uzaki-chan. Uh, if I'm saying it wrong, just leave me be. Um I'm sad, whatever. Uh, I'm like, I need a director to direct me on how to say my own character's last name. But um, we were, uh, Morgan Garrett and I were recording for Suki, who's my character in that. And she had mentioned like, oh, well, uh, I've, we were talking about Christmas Vacation. And she's not seen any of the other vacation movies, which I was baffled by. So I remember 
reading about uh, Home Alone because Chris Chris Columbus, who's an amazing director and definitely directed a lot of stuff that I loved as a kid. Obviously, the big one that comes to mind is uh, Home Alone. Uh, but he only got Home Alone because, uh, like, John Hughes really wanted Chris Columbus to direct uh, Christmas Vacation. But Chevy hated <laughs> Chris. So uh, John Hughes also was responsible for Home Alone. So Chris Columbus went to direct that, which I'm glad that he did. Um, But uh, Christmas Vacation was, it's a staple. Um, I know know a couple friend of mine that have got the, like, uh, I don't know, Margot, or, you know, why is the floor wet, Todd? And, um, a, a lot of things. Sometimes it is hard when you know too much about what's going on behind the scenes. It is hard to watch, but uh, it's still a good one. I do love like the thing in all the vacation movies <laughs> where the kids <laughs> are constantly changed out, and they make a big joke about that in the Vegas vacation thing. Like I don't even recognize Audrey and Rusty anymore. Um, they're still teenagers somehow that can't get into a casino. But yeah, I mean, watch what. Whatever it is, you can. Uh, But a big one, aside from the movie that I'm watching right now that a few people referenced, was A Christmas Story, which, as a kid, I thought it was a really, really old movie. And it super isn't. (laughs) I mean, it is now because I'm old. But, like, as a kid, I thought it was, like, old, old. I, I guess at that point, as a television watcher, I didn't get, you know, set design or whatever because it's set in the the 50s um but it was released i think in 83 but they they've done a sequel that i don't think anybody talks about but this one that just got released for hbo max uh i haven't seen that one and i need to see it because what was it the premise is that you know um oh god what's his name (gasps) what's the character's name in a christmas story steven (laughs) <laughs> Doesn't it seem like it should be so obvious what it is? It's not Jerry, but let's say it's Jerry Bill. Because um, those are the two names Stephen told me. But Jerry Bill, you know, he's the father now, and his father's passed, and he's truly realizing what his father did to make Christmas happen. Um and that's all a, a nostalgia movie really, a nostalgia follow-up movie really needs to be. Uh, that's one thing that, um, oh my gosh, I forget who asked me on Twitter, uh, like, what do I think about Willow, the the Disney Plus series happening? I'm like, I, I'll watch it. I will. But I can't keep watching things that somebody makes hoping that nostalgia is enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need the nostalgia to be a small percentage of it. Can it stand on its own? You know, like, uh, the, or, uh, okay, it's not the same thing, but, like, Alien and Aliens. Those are two very fucking different movies by two very different directors. Uh, but they take nothing away from each other. You can actually watch Aliens and never having seen Alien. It's not the same thing because I know, like, there wasn't a big nostalgia thing there. And for some people, they didn't like Aliens. Uh, they felt it was too, like, like, explodey, blue, 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 or too James Cameron-y or whatever the fuck that means. I, I like James Cameron movies. Old ones, like Abyss, Aliens, Terminator, Terminator 2, 
Uh, but uh, I won't see Avatar, and I won't see the new one, obviously, even though uh, some of my favorite actors are in that. But anyways, yeah. Uh, let me know what you're watching around Christmas, uh, what you're making. I want to see everything. Uh, I want to see absolutely everything. And if you get tamales and you know a good spot in North Texas, you better freaking tell me. <sighs> you know, uh, this will be our last episode of the year, and I know that it's been a bit of, I want to say a mixed bag, because you guys listening and that have been listening for the almost four years we've been going, you guys have no idea how much your, uh, you know, feedback and just saying like, hey, totally, blah, 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 like getting messages and stuff from you guys after an episode. And I know some of those episodes are very, very heavy. And if they're at all ever too much, totally understand. Or like, whoa, this episode went off the rails, blah, 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 blah. But as the holidays keep on happening toward the end of the year, you know, as we do New Year's Eve, all of that, I'm not a big like next year is going to be different. But uh, the winter solstice just happened, and it was like, hey, what am I letting go of? What does, what no longer serves me? And all of it that I wrote out, I literally, like, uh, I wrote it out on a sheet of paper, like, what am I fucking letting go of? And a lot of it was uh, intangible mental shit that no longer serves me, if it ever did. Fold, like, wrote it out, folded that piece of paper away from me, and I wrote out shit that I want to fucking do next year that I'm tired of making excuses for, and I'm tired of waiting for shit to happen. I don't think that I'm waiting, but the past few years have been really, really hard outside of the podcast. There have been times where I've stopped, uh, I've considered stopping stopping obscure chatter because talking about it to you guys is, uh, and I've said this before, very much feels like an audible diary sometimes. And sometimes admitting some stuff to y'all as well as myself is maddening. But at the same time, when I hear from y'all after an episode, it's like, oh, they feel me great. You hear my stomach rumbling, sorry. Um, so we're going to keep doing the show. But on top of that, I don't know, like, I'm just this, this last year, working at this, you know, advertising place, There, it wasn't all bad. And even the people that I don't think I'll ever talk to again. Not all of those experiences with them were bad. I don't want to take away from all the good things that happened. You know, I did I did brunch with three, or I uh, meant to do brunch with three girls. One friend couldn't make it because she got elbowed in the eye the night before because a tall dude just didn't see her at the bar. So, uh, but um, it's uh, this little group of us where uh, we have this little group chat called You Can't Sit With Us. And it's something that we started when we all started working together. And these women are just women uh, like this time last year that you would not have told me that I'd be hanging with just because there's no way that we would have crossed paths 
until this job. And I'm so grateful for that because I love these girls. And, you know, we're just kind of talking about all all the crazy shit that happened over the last year and how grateful we all are to have found each other. I, uh, I mean... That it's pretty great. Uh, and gonna try to keep up with them as much as possible, but also reconnecting with people that I lost touch with in the last year and even before that. I I want your holiday to just be chill. I want it to bring joy. I want it. I want it to be filled with things that you love that may or may not be something that you can physically hold. Physically holding, like, cool shit is great, but also really taking time to be with people that you aren't guaranteed time with. You know, just tell people you love them, and if you think and you see something cool or that just speaks to you and says, hey, so-and-so would like this, don't let a holiday dictate whether or not uh, you want to get that for them? Get it for them. Say I was thinking of you. Uh, but as I wrap up here, just want to say thank you so much for being part of my 2022 and this holiday season. I hope this message uh, or message, I hope this episode finds you well. And um, until 2023, y'all, stay obscure, read good shit, watch good shit, and just don't be a shit. Happy holidays.